0: And welcome to Served Neat. I am your host, Jen Hartman. I'm a corporate dropout turned six figure sales and marketing coach, bourbon enthusiast, type three Enneagram, and dog mom. I'm on a mission to show you that there is more to life than the nine to five grind and that you can leave your job to pursue your profitable passion. I'm going to prove to you that launching an online business can be fun and easy. I'll be giving away my best sales, marketing, mindset, and business strategies, Served Neat. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon, have a seat, and let's chat. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. Today's topic is all about how to break the feast and famine cycle in your business. Nothing is more terrifying than not knowing what your business is bringing in next month. I remember exactly what it was like to be on that income roller coaster, and it was not fun at all. I was actually there less than a year ago. I felt like I had to constantly go through these launch cycles and that I had to put out new offers all the time or I'd be making no money in my business. And because my income was really unpredictable, I wasn't able to hire help or afford software. So I was just working all the time and I was miserable. I actually started to resent my business at this point. Once I finally broke the feast and famine cycle, I hired help. Finally, I invested more money into coaches and mentors and I got the right software for my business, and I was finally able to put myself on payroll. I now know exactly what I'm making six months from now, but it took me quite some time to get to this point. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about a couple of ways that I was finally able to break out of this feast and famine cycle and get to a point of knowing exactly what I was going to be making in my business for the next couple of months. I want you guys to pull out your favorite pen and a notebook because there are some juicy nuggets of information in today's episode. Okay, y'all, let's get into it. Number one, first and foremost, I don't care if you are a coach, a mentor, a service provider, a creative, if you are exchanging time for money for your business, you guys need to have a great lead generation strategy. And no, I'm not talking about engagement, guys. Stop liking and commenting on people's pictures on Instagram thinking that it will make you money. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time you bought a product or a service from somebody who left a comment on your Instagram picture? Probably never. I know I haven't. And because the Instagram user face has changed in the last couple of months, it's much harder to see notifications on your Instagram. It used to be in the bottom. Right hand corner of your Instagram page. And now it's kind of hidden away. I don't know about you guys, but I never look at notifications. So for those of you guys who have been engaging with me and leaving likes and comments, I never ever see them. If you want to get my attention though, send me a DM. I promise I'll respond. Late generation is going to make you money in your business. Engagement might possibly get you attention, but honestly, the way that Instagram looks now, it probably won't get you very far at all. So don't waste your time. Stop doing engagement and start doing lead generation instead. Here's how you're going to do this. I want you guys to connect with your dream client, click that follow button, and then respond to a recent story of theirs with a genuine compliment and a question to get the conversation started. Here's why this works. One, we love compliments. Compliments actually light up the same area of the brain that receiving gifts does. Hashtag science. How cool is that? And then when you ask a question, it prompts a response. This works every single time. This is a fail proof way to get your prospects to start engaging back with you. So, to keep pushing your prospects down the funnel to help get them to the point of actually making a conversion, I want you guys to increase your touch points and then pivot the conversation to chat about business. So, when I say touch points, I mean, Continue that conversation over the course of a couple of weeks. Continue to respond to their stories with some very thought-provoking questions. If you have any relevant articles or blog posts or podcasts you've seen that made you think about them, send it to them. Part of getting people to convert with a lead generation strategy is building a relationship. All right, y'all. I'm going to hop off my soapbox, but now you know how important lead generation is in your business. Number two. I restructured my entire coaching business. Oof, it took a lot of work. It was a little painful, but let me talk about what my business used to look like versus what it looks like now. So when I first started my coaching business, I built out a product suite, meaning I had a bunch of random ass offers that I was launching every month, which was fine. However, I felt myself speaking to a different type of ideal client every single month My offers didn't really flow together. And honestly, it was super confusing for my audience. At this point, my business wasn't built to keep clients. So client attrition was a really big problem. I would get a client in the door, they would work with me for a month or two, and then we would part ways. I had no way to keep clients. So I was constantly having to launch to get new clients and launch again. And oh, what do you know, launch again. And it was Exhausting. My business was not meant to retain clients, and that was a huge problem. I'm not saying that product suites are terrible because they're not. They do work for some businesses, but it was not working for my business specifically. So here's what I did I rebuilt my entire business. I got rid of most of my offers and restructured my business to look like a value ladder instead. And this happened in September. So here's what my business looked like after I restructured as a value ladder. I now had a very simple business model. I had an intro offer, a low ticket, a mid ticket, and a high ticket offer. The person who created Value Ladders, his name is Russell Brunson, and he is the founder of ClickFunnels. So this is not something I created for myself. It came from him. I just kind of adapted it and made it my own in my, in my business. So here's a high-level overview of what a Value Ladder can look like in your business. The base of the value ladder is going to be the most affordable item you have to offer, but it's also the lowest value item. So this could either be a freebie or an offer that's less than $100. The next rung on your ladder is slightly more expensive, but it contains more value. So we're going to call this a low ticket item. Maybe it's underneath $500. So when you move up to the next rung on the ladder, you're going to have your mid ticket offer It's likely going to be priced between $500 and maybe $2,000. This is going to contain even more value and a bigger transformation for your client. Then you move up to the top of the ladder and that's going to be your high ticket offer. It's going to be the most expensive offer in your business, but it's going to contain the most value. Value ladders are really great because it helps to increase client retention and it increases the overall lifetime value of your customer. When I had a product suite in my business, the lifetime value of my customer was about $6,000. And again, client attrition, pretty, pretty bad in my business. I would say my attrition rate was probably 95%, maybe 98%. I was not keeping clients. And now my lifetime value or the average lifetime value of a customer in my business is $11,000. I'm really bad at mathing in my head. I'm terrible at math, guys. Despite my MBA, I can't do simple math. I believe that's about a 190% increase in the lifetime value of my customer, which is insane. So I'm keeping clients for longer. I'm providing even more value, and I'm making more money from people who come into my business. So here's how I did it, because I know that's what you're thinking in your head. I took a hard look at my one-on-one coaching program. I took the best parts of it and turned that into a group coaching program. One-to-many was major key when it came to scaling my business. At this point, I wasn't exchanging all of my time for money. Then from here, I considered what most of my group coaching clients were struggling with, and that was offer or service creation and pricing. They were all struggling when it came to creating an offer that would be irresistible. So I took this problem and I turned it into a low ticket workshop. This became the low ticket item on my value ladder. Then after this, I wondered, what do I want my prospects to know before they work with me on any level? What do I want them to know before they pay to work with me? I wanted them to know what their profitable business idea was and who their ideal client was. So I turned this into a free mini course and there you go. That's my value ladder. It took me quite a bit of time to come up with this. I didn't have a fully built out value ladder until about November of last year. Keep in mind, it takes time to build out your value ladder. This doesn't just happen overnight. It took me time to build out my value ladder, but it was so worth it. Now I'm keeping clients for longer. I'm Making more money from each of my clients, and I'm providing more value. Okay, guys, last but not least, because I could talk about feast and famine cycles and breaking that cycle all day, every day, but you guys don't have all day, every day to listen to me talk. So let's talk about the last point here, and that is selling behind the scenes. In January, I was selling my mastermind and my six figure sales program. This is what I was selling publicly. However, behind the scenes, I was selling my secret menu items, like one-on-one coaching, Voxer coaching, and my sales course. All of this earned me an additional $4,000. As a coach, it's important to not confuse the heck out of your audience by promoting multiple offers at once publicly, but those rules don't apply to what you're doing behind the scenes. And when I say behind the scenes, I mean... Selling in the DMs, so direct messages on Instagram, LinkedIn, or even Facebook. Email marketing. I was selling different offers to my different email segments as these public launches were going on. I was also selling offers to current clients. If I didn't sell behind the scenes each month, I'd be missing out on thousands and thousands of dollars. So if you guys aren't already selling behind the scenes, start doing it ASAP. I promise you will start making more money in your business that way. and creating more consistent income for yourself. Okay, guys, just to sum it up, here are my top three tips for breaking the feast and famine cycle. First and foremost, lead generation. Number two, restructure your business. If you find that you have a bunch of random offers or services and you're not keeping clients, there's a problem. Take a hard look at your business. Maybe you should restructure your business as a value ladder. If you're not really sure, send me a DM on Instagram. We can chat more about this. Number three, selling behind the scenes. Always be selling, baby. Always, always sell. Sell in the DMs, sell to your email list, and sell to current clients. All right, y'all. That's it for today's episode. I hope you learned a thing or two about breaking the feast and famine cycle and creating consistent income for yourself and your business. If you guys have any questions about today's episode, Send me a DM, neat.marketing. If y'all loved today's episode, please take a screenshot, share it to your story, tag me, neat.marketing, and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. All right, y'all, have a great week and I will catch you next Tuesday.